Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. The best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid the podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So come on. Come on to Anchor. Get your podcast started. It's the best way to podcast. It's easy. It's free. Can't be free. Come on over right now. And you get paid to podcast. So if you always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm forward slash start to join me in a diverse community of podcasts already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm forward slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Back for another one, y'all. I'm your host, Grand Hefe. Get ready for another episode of Unpopular Opinion. I got a good show for y'all today, man. I know I say that every day, but it's going to be a good show every day. Every day when you listen to the Unpopular Opinion podcast. No co-host today. OG Raw is in the air, probably somewhere flying to the East Coast. He'll be back tomorrow. Said that yesterday, but he'll be back tomorrow. What's going on, everybody? As I mentioned before, I'm your host, Grand Hefe. Get ready for another episode of Unpopular Opinion. Hey, how y'all doing today, man? Today is Tuesday, lovely Tuesday morning. Um, I had I woke up, man. I'm feeling good. I'm in a good mood today. Uh, wish I could say the same thing about those Laker fans. Somebody might need to call and check on um, call and check on OG because uh, he, he's probably crying on on, on on the plane right now. Lakers lost again yesterday, and and this is this is starting to get you know, um, this is starting to get this is starting to become a familiar trend. You know, I it's every day for the past three weeks we've came on here and we talked about the Lakers, we talked about their playoff chances, we talked about LeBron, we talked about how 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 any of these or how they could get over the hump or if they were going to get over the hump and who's quitting on who and is everybody's giving their all. And it happened again last night. You know, you lose to the Clippers that do not have a superstar on their roster. Like, like, do do we do do we really understand the magnitude of what's going on right now? You know, I've been off the train, I've been off the train that the Lakers was going to make the playoffs. Uh, after the All-Star break, I, th- I thought that they still had a chance, you know, to be great. I thought they still had a chance to come in and get a playoff spot. But seeing how they play, you know, it, it, it nothing, nothing, nothing tells me that they are going to make it to the playoffs. 113-105 loss to the Clippers. Uh, yesterday, I was going to say at home, but both teams was <laughs> essentially playing at home, obviously, since both teams play at Staples. But as I'm watching the game again, like, yeah, I, I, I see a little bit more hustle. But then also, I also see the same stuff that I've been seeing. You know, I'm going to get on LeBron James because LeBron James is the best player. LeBron James played 42 minutes yesterday. 42 minutes. Tell me why you only scored three more points than Rondo. Yeah, he had a team high, 27 points. But you went 
9 of 18. Yeah, that's 50%. Cool. 1 of 6 from 3. Another bad night from the free throw line. Another bad, another bad night where you where you're pouting. Another bad night where you don't want to play defense. There was a possession where Kuzma had to push you out there just so you can just so you can contest the shot because you're standing around looking lost out there. LeBron literally looked like a transfer student. You know, he looks like a a a a a a a, a guy that's good, right? You know. You ever see those guys when, when you back in high school and, you know, he comes and he makes the basketball team during the middle of the year because he's actually good, but he don't know any of the plays, so he's just standing around? That's what it looks like when I'm, when I'm watching LeBron play defense. It looks like a guy who, who, who don't know where he's at on the court. It, it, it looks like a guy who, who don't know who he's supposed to be guarding. And that's quite frustrating. And when you're supposed to be the leader of a team and you, you, you can sit and criticize young guys for not doing what they're supposed to do. But then again, on the other hand, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. How can you then criticize somebody else? Because they're looking at you like, well, aren't you supposed to be the example? Don't you supposed to be showing us how it's supposed to be done? King James, best player in the world, which I don't think that title is no more. I'm going to go on record today. March the 5th, 2019, LeBron James is no longer the best player in basketball. It's that simple. That crown goes to KD now. KD is now the best player in basketball. Like there's, there's, there's no reason... For this, yeah, he's still getting twenty-seven. What twenty-seven, eight, and six? Yeah, that's good numbers. A lot of people would 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 trade their NBA career for those type numbers. Twenty-seven, eight, and six. He's still, you know, he's still for the season. Even with the 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 um, the the, the uh, seventeen games, you know, even with. Mi- even with him missing the 17 games, he's still averaging 27, 8, and 8. Almost nine rebounds a game. He's at 8.7. And that's what missing 17 games. So LeBron could get those numbers in his sleep, as I mentioned this yesterday. You know, he can get 27, 8, and 6, 27, 8, and 8, 27, 10, and, and 9, 27, 13, and, and, and 10. He can get those numbers anytime he wants. But LeBron... You got to show me something, baby boy. You ain't showing me anything. You said a week ago, your playoff, or two weeks ago, your playoff mode has been activated. Well, I ain't seen it yet. I haven't. You lost by eight points. You only had 27 points. So that so you're telling me that you couldn't get to 35? You know? I said this the other day. He has to be, uh, when, 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 when we talked about this, you know, uh, I believe this was on Wednesday, last Wednesday, and we talked about this. And I said he he has to be James Harden. That and it makes me respect what James Harden did a little bit more, you know, than than before. Because when James Harden team was in a bind, when James, when people was was talking about the Houston Rockets probably not even going to make the playoffs and was a disgrace and this and this season was going to be a waste. And Chris Paul went down. What did James Harden do? James Harden put the team on his back 
and he did what he had to do. If that was scoring 60, he did that. If it was scoring 55, he did that. If it was scoring 45, he did that. Whatever the challenge was, whatever that they needed, um, whatever was necessary, this guy done it, you know? This guy done it. If I'm not mistaken, there were, he was 20, 22. There were 22 and 11 in that stretch, in that 32 games, or 20, 20, 21 and 11, sorry, in that, in that 32 game stretch. That's how you put the team on your back. That's how you win games. Not, not what the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James has, has been doing. And I'm going to put all the, all the blame on LeBron James on why they're not winning right now. But I had this conversation. I put this and I post this question or this, this statement on Twitter. It is nothing new. It's not like I'm, I'm a genius, you know. I put this on Facebook as well. Make sure you guys are following me on Instagram and Twitter at Grand Hefe, G-R-A-N-X-J-E-F-E, all one word. But I put this, I, I, I post this question on Twitter. Did we forget that before LeBron got hurt, they were in the fourth seed? People, people are trying to make it as if it's his fault while, why they are not in the playoffs right now. Make no mistake about it. The Los Angeles Clippers are still winning games, which means if the Los Angeles Lakers are behind the Los Angeles Clippers and the Clippers keep winning games, it doesn't even matter if the Lakers are still winning games. And that's why, you know, I go so hard at people on this subject. Now, if you want to talk post all-star break, we can do that. We can talk post all-star break or post trade deadline. We can do that. And, that, and we can put all the blame on LeBron almost, you know, we could damn near put 75 to 80 percent, if not 95, 90 to 95 percent of the blame on LeBron James since he's came back from the injury post trade deadline, post all star break. We can put all that on LeBron. But what we cannot put on LeBron is the fact that this team is not in the playoffs right now, because when LeBron was playing every single night, they were in the fourth seed. When he was playing every night, they were in the playoffs. He gets hurt for 17 straight games. Guess what? He's out. They, he come back. They out of the playoffs. How can we then Le- blame LeBron for that? Now, if the Clippers was losing, if the Kings was losing, then, yeah, we could say, man, look at LeBron. He, he should, they should already be in the playoffs right now. But you ain't just going to jump from the 10th seed to the 8th seed when both teams in front of you are still winning. Now, last night, you had an opportunity to, 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 to cut into that lead. And, and, and you didn't do it. Clearly on LeBron. But the fact that they're not in the playoffs right now, I'm not even going to entertain that idea that, that somehow, you know, it's LeBron's fault. And you see all the memes, oh, he should have stayed in the East. You know, as, as if to say, like, he's the reason why they're in this spot right now. I don't, I don't understand that. I really don't. I do not understand how 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 you can actually pay attention to basketball and then on the other hand say oh he should have stayed in the east this ain't the east you know i i, I don't i don't i, I don't I, I don't see how the two go together especially since he hasn't played or he missed a good chunk of those games and him missing a good chunk of the games and his teammates couldn't couldn't sustain it they went 6 and 12 in that stretch 
And that's in the, and that's six and twelve to eighteen games. He missed seventeen, but if you remember on Christmas Day, he actually played half of that game. So that eighteen, that six and twelve, he can't help that. He can't help that he got a groin injury. He can't help that the guys that everybody so called that everybody think was so good, the team that won thirty five games last year, that they couldn't sustain this league, or they couldn't sustain at least even staying in in the playoffs. You ain't even gotta. You ain't even gotta be good. You just gotta keep us in the playoffs. I, I do believe, if LeBron came back and they were in the playoffs, we would be talking about. We would be. We would be talking about something different right now. Cause there's no way I believe LeBron James come back. They're in the playoffs, and then all of a sudden they're not in the playoffs. I don't see that happening. But if I'm LeBron, I'm looking at it like, listen, man, I had y'all in the fourth seat. When I was playing, we was in the fourth seat. I come back, we're in the tenth seat. Now, I know they've had a lot of injuries. Brandon Ingram's been hurt. Uh, LeBron has been hurt. Rondo has been hurt. Lonzo has been hurt. They've had a lot of injuries. Hasn't been easy. But that's no excuse why, why, why they couldn't sustain staying in the playoff race. And it also doesn't, doesn't give a pass to LeBron on the way he's, he's been a leader since he's since he's come back and all year really you could see it all year this ain't the lebron james of old he's also getting older you know excuse me which which is why also somebody else being the best player in the world isn't a slight but it's only a slight and people only try to make it a slight because it's lebron i've said this time and time again when it was time for kobe to pass that torch which i don't even know if kobe was ever really the, the 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 unquestioned best. He was just a guard, and nine times out of ten, we normally give it to the guards. I get it, so you won't get any argument from me there. But when it was time for Kobe to pass the torch, nobody nobody made it as a slight to Kobe that LeBron James was now the best player in the world. It was okay. Kobe's getting older. He's had his time. He won his championships. Now it's time for somebody else to take over. And that's what it was. Every year for the past 10 years, we've been trying to put somebody else in the best category conversation, but in a doing it in a way that's that's trying to slight LeBron as if it's a problem, as if this man has been in the league for 16 years now and having somebody else as being the best player in the world in, in your 16th year shouldn't shouldn't be a bad thing. But when it's LeBron, we try to make it a bad thing. That that just points to the greatness of LeBron James. This man has been in the league for 16 years. He's been to eight straight finals, nine total. And now in his 16th year, somebody is clearly better than him right now. And we make it and we make that as a slight to him, as if he hasn't been the best player for about 10 years now. Ever since what? Maybe 2008, we could say 2009, maybe we can. And those are the years Kobe won the title. We can we can honestly say that LeBron James was probably starting to become, if not if he wasn't already, he was starting to become the best player in the world. Then here we are 10 years later and we can still honestly say he's the best player. He's just not playing like you can see it. He's not trying out there. You know, it's not like he's trying and he's just not getting it done. You can you can see it in LeBron 
that he's just not trying. It's, he, he doesn't care, which is the reason why I said yesterday he quit on the Lakers. He quit on these young guys. He quit on these guys. That's something I can't deal with, man. Walked off the court the other night before, before the game even got over with. He was already walking off the court when the time was running out. I know it's just a meaning in regular season game, and it's not the playoffs where they have to go shake hands after. That's poor sportsmanship. I'm all about sportsmanship. I'm all about not being a sore loser. That's one thing that my dad always preached to me when I was growing up playing sports. Don't be a sore loser. You could be mad that you lost, and that should be and that should motivate you to work even harder so you don't have to go through this again. But don't be a sore loser. There's a difference between being angry that you lost, being upset that you lost, and being a sore loser. And right now, LeBron has been a sore loser, and he's been a pathetic leader. It's the worst I ever seen. I ain't gonna sugarcoat it here. This is called unpopular opinion. And we keep it real here. He's been he. He's been, he's been a terrible leader. He's been a terrible basketball player. But it shows you the greatness that he can still go out and get 27 points, not even trying. But you don't quit on your teammates. You don't, you don't go to the media and talk trash about your teammates and then go out and, 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 and put up the performances that you've been putting up. Sorry. Can't do it. I, I can't. I, I, I cannot give you a pass on that. I would normally give you a pass, LeBron, you know, because I would say, well, you ain't got no help, you know. But a lot of these games, the Los Angeles Lakers have been losing by eight points. Look at that. The other night, the, last night to the Clippers, eight points. The other, uh, on Saturday to the Suns, nine points. The other night to the Lakers, and Giannis didn't even look like Giannis. You lost by 11 points after you had the lead in that game. I can't excuse that stuff. I just can't. I can't excuse it, and I won't excuse it. I will not. The loss to the Grizzlies, five-point loss. You know? The loss to the Pelicans, 115-128, to 128, 13 points. So you telling me if LeBron get on the hot streak, he couldn't, he couldn't somehow, you know, galvanize the troops, him hit a couple big shots, him play some real defense. Maybe that inspires Kuzma. Maybe that inspires Ingram. Maybe it inspires somebody. The four-point loss to the Hawks, where he literally didn't play any defense. None. No defense. You know? And then the blowout loss to the Sixers. Like, this is on LeBron here. They may not make it to the playoffs, and I won't, and, and I'm gonna change my position. Of if they don't make the playoffs, that LeBron deserves zero percent of the blame. I'm going to change my position on that from a little bit. I would say if they don't make the playoffs, I'm going to give LeBron a 25 percent blame. That's if they don't make the playoffs, because when he came back, they was already out of the playoffs, which means you need a lot of help to get back into the playoffs. You need other teams to lose. You can't you can't control that. I'm giving him a 25 percent blame because a lot of these losses that he has since that they've had since since he's come back, it's been his fault. Because he hasn't played. Because he don't want to play defense. Because he don't want to take over. Because he's being passive. Because he's trying to show up his teammates that, that look, look how sorry y'all are. And y'all need me to do everything. I don't like that. I, I, I don't. So I'm going to give him a 25% of the blame because of that and that alone. But it's ultimately not his fault why they're not in the playoffs. It's his fault why they're not in a better position to be in the playoffs. Like right now, they shouldn't be five and a half games out of the, 
out of the AC. You know, when you started this uh, after the All-Star break, three games, three games out of the three games back of the AC. Now you five and a half games out. You know, that's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. So I'm going to give him 25 percent of the blame of why they're not doing good right now. And that can also tie into to them missing the playoffs. But make no mistake about it. This team was in the fourth seed in the West coming up, possibly trying to make a push for that third seed before LeBron got hurt on Christmas Day. He misses 17 games. He comes back then the 10th seed. I can't give him a bulk of the credit. I'm going to give him a fourth of the credit. And I'm going to give 50% of the blame to Luke Walton on why they're not in the playoffs because this guy is not a good coach. He is not a good coach, which is the reason why uh, we're going to talk about a report uh, about him later on. But this guy is not a good coach. And then I would give 25% to the other players. You know, these guys are young. These guys have been in the league for, the, what, two and three years, Josh Hart, Ingram, and, uh, and, and, and the boys. So can I place a lot of blame on them? No, they were a 35-win team last year. I know what they are. Everybody knew what they are. LeBron got to be better and help that, but they were in the fourth seed before he got hurt. He comes back and he's in the 10th. There's no way that I can place more than 25% blame uh, on, on, on that guy. Moving over to the Eastern Conference, Kyrie Irving has been in the news a lot lately. You know, a lot, a lot. New York rumors. He don't owe anybody anything. We're going to have to see. You're going to have to wait and see July 1st. I'm tired of the media. I won't miss this when I'm done. Uh, telling KD, let's go to, to, to New York. They got two max slots. And then trying to blow up on the media about that. That's what I don't like about these guys, right? These guys in the media or these guys in sports. And Kyrie Irving, you know, he had a quote. I don't want to be famous. I just want to go out and play ball. But listen, man, like, miss me with that, okay? That's crybaby talk. And that's crybaby talk because you're not winning right now. You're acting like LeBron. You know, monkey see what monkey does. Or monkey do what monkey see, however you say it. Monkey see, monkey do. That way. Um, And he's been a terrible leader right now. He's been a terrible leader because the media is only giving this attention. Because of you, my guy, you had to tell somebody this. It got leaked some way that you're possibly want to go to New York. Or maybe let's just say when you asked for a trade and threatened to sit out from the, from the Cleveland Cavaliers a few years ago, you said that the New York Knicks was on your short list. Maybe, maybe that's where they get the, the rumors from that you want to go to New York. Because maybe when you asked for a trade, your three teams, your original three teams was the New York Knicks, because there is a report that you like David Fisdale. Obviously, he's a Jersey kid. New York is right there. The San Antonio Spurs, Greg, well, I'm sure that's for obvious reason. And the Memphis Grizzlies. So, for me, these guys do stuff, and then they cry about the media. They cry about the media. Now, I can understand it from the standpoint of this. Stop asking me every day. Don't do that, okay? Because that's really going to make me mad. Don't do that. But let's not act as if the media isn't doing their job or isn't putting fuel on a fire that you started. You started this. Now there's reports that Kyrie is being distant from his teammates since the New York rumors and all that other stuff. 
See this, see, see, this is what Jalen Brown was talking about a few weeks ago when Kyrie Irving called out his teammates. He said, I've been there before. I won championships. See, you don't have that cachet, Kyrie. You don't have that 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 cachet. And I've told people, I've told people, man, and they didn't want to listen to me. I talk to I I, you know, I debate with Boston Celtics fans all the time on Twitter, and they tell me I'm an idiot. Oh, you're an idiot. Oh, you you don't know anything about basketball. You don't know anything about sports. And I just laugh, man, because because see, see, people on the internet, that's always they go to. Everybody on the internet, they knows everything about sports, and 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 you don't. When you don't agree with their opinion. Because none of it is, is necessarily facts. This is my opinion right here. I'm going to tell you my opinion. Well, I'm going to give you a fact first. Kyrie Irving has never been on a team that won a championship and he was the leader. He had four, he had four years to do that in Cleveland or three years to do that in Cleveland before LeBron got back. Right? What did he do? 19 wins, 26 wins. He didn't get over 30 wins in those three years. They got the first pick every year. They got Kyrie Irving. Then they got Anthony Bennett. Then they got um, um, Andrew Wiggins. They, they, they picked three in, in, in the lottery, three straight years, a top three pick, uh, three straight years. That's what they were with, with Kyrie Irving. He's never been a leader of a team. He's never led a team anywhere. He's a great player. You heard me say yesterday, I think he's the best point guard in the league. But he's not a good leader. Because when things go bad, he only know me, 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 me. Let me get mine. I'm going to show y'all how to do this. But he's never led a team anywhere. And it's showing. Jalen Brown said a few weeks ago when, when Kyrie Irving called him out about he's won all this other stuff. What did, what did Jalen Brown say? Being a leader, it starts from the top. Maybe LeBron need to hear that too. You want somebody to play defense? You want somebody to be better? It starts from the top. Jalen Brown said that. Well, it starts from the top. We made it to the Eastern Conference Final Game 7 against LeBron and the Cleveland Cavaliers last year. We were one, one win away from making it to the finals without you. And now you come in here talking about uh, leader, leader this, leader that. These guys don't, don't know how to do this. Well, obviously you don't either. Because you've never done it as the leader of a team. You know? You haven't hit that pinnacle mark yet of going to an NBA Finals as being the unquestioned leader of a team. I, and I've said that before. That's what's going on now. He don't know how to be a leader. I said this a few weeks ago as well. Just because you're the best player, that don't necessarily make you a leader. You know? You're just the best player on the team. And we always like to associate who's the leader of a team with who's the best player on the team. That's not necessarily true. Everybody don't have leadership qualities. Everybody don't have leadership tendencies. Kyrie don't have leadership, any of that. He, he's not a leader. He's just a, he's just a really great player in the NBA. He's not a leader, you know? That's why he called LeBron and told him, hey, this, this is harder than what I thought it was, bro. You know, I appreciate what you did for us. That's the reason why he did that. And that's what's going on with the Boston Celtics right now. He's mad. He want to leave. He don't get along with Brad Stevens. That's been documented. Those are facts. That's not opinions. He don't get along with Brad Stevens. He doesn't mesh well with this team. He didn't want to come to this team in the first place. Boston was not on his list. 
It was stupid of Cleveland to even trade him in conference, knowing that you got to see him. That was stupid. Should have shipped them off uh, to the West, to Memphis or to San Antonio. Let somebody else deal with them. Let the West deal with them. But you shipped them in conference. And now people are starting to see that this thing with Kyrie Irving is probably not it's probably not what it what it was what it what it was um what it was made to made to be like. And Kyrie Irving, you could probably much book it, it's probably much out the door. Which kind of segue to an Anthony Davis topic. What will if Kyrie Irving leaves, which a lot of people think he will already, what does that now do for the Boston Celtics in the Anthony Davis saga? Do they go after Anthony Davis knowing that they knowing that they're losing Kyrie Irving? Knowing that even you you're going to trade away your pieces and he's not going to stay there. Boston is only a possibility for him to re-sign if Kyrie Irving is there. If Kyrie Irving is not there, he's not re-signing. If I'm Danny Ainge, don't be stupid. If you're from Danny Ainge, I'm telling you right now, Danny Ainge, don't be stupid. If Kyrie Irving leaves, you try to go after Anthony Davis knowing that he's not going to be there. He didn't sign with Clutch Sports for no reason. He didn't fire his agent before the year and sign with Rich Paul for no reason. He didn't make his trade demands public for no reason. So, Danny Ainge, be smart about this. And if you're going to lose Kyrie Irving, there's no way you're going to be able to re-sign Anthony Davis. That's just facts. And I wouldn't want to give up Jason Tatum because Jason Tatum is who somebody that the Pelicans want. There's no way I'm giving up um, Jason Tatum, who will be your best player on that team if Kyrie Irving leaves. There's no way I'm trading him for Anthony Davis when I don't even know if he's going to re-sign with me. As I talked about with the Toronto Raptors, their situation was different. They was already blowing up their team. You know, they had already traded. Uh, getting rid of DeMar DeRozan really wasn't a big deal. Whatever. You know, they fired Dwayne Casey after a 60 win year. They were already blowing it up. So they took a chance on getting Kawhi Leonard because they had nothing else to lose. Because regardless, we're going to be in re- rebuild mode anyways. We can't win with DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry. That just can't happen. We can't win with Dwayne Casey. So let's just get rid of him anyways. And if it doesn't work, if he doesn't stay, well, we still got Kyle Lowry. We still got Mark Gasol. We'll probably still have Danny Green. We'll have Siakam and Ibaka and all these guys. So we'll still have a decent team to compete in the East. All we need to do is get a few more stars or a few more or another star to come in, to come play in Toronto. And we'll be back to where we were in the East. So with the East, it was, it was literally... Um, Really no risk, big reward. You're losing DeMar DeRozan. Too bad. I mean, he right now, DeMar DeRozan, as the best player on that team in San Antonio, he got them in the in in the in the AFC. Yeah, that's not really impressive. And he's been there all year. You know? So Toronto was low risk, big reward. The Boston Celtics is big risk. With, with really, honestly, no reward. Even Anthony Davis by himself is not winning the championship. So could now could you probably get somebody to come play with him? Yeah, I believe so. I believe you could probably get somebody to come play with him, but you don't even know if he's going to stay there. So Kyrie Irving is a big piece of his domino, as, as we stated before. Kyrie Irving, we know what kind of leader he is. That's the reason why the Celtics aren't doing as good as they, they are, and Kyrie Irving is pretty much out the door. Moving back over to the Lakers, rumors have been coming around that Luke Walton is almost certain 
to be fired this offseason. Now, I don't like their replacements. I've been seeing Ty Lue. I don't know if that's for real. I've been seeing Jason Kidd. Don't like that. Don't like that either. I want to see Mark Jackson. I think Mark Jackson would be the better candidate if Luke Walden or if and when Luke Walden get fired. I think Luke Walden should definitely be fired. I don't even think Luke Walden should have even been a head coach in this league. But that's just me. He got that. Obviously, he he's a Laker favorite. He played played for the Lakers, won a championship with Lakers. Uh, Jeannie Buss, uh, the owner of the team, she likes Luke, which is the reason why he's still there. If it was up to Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka, he, he would have already been gone. This is not their guy. It's been documented on that. Luke Wall, uh, Magic Johnson has already been on record saying Luke has to be better, and he 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 wanted Luke gone. Jeannie from the reports. Jeannie Buss is the one that stopped that, and that's the reason why Luke Walton is still there. This guy only got a job because he won, what, 27, 28 straight games with the Golden State Warriors? I mean, how how hard is that? You know? These guys coach themselves. Even Steve Kerr. These guys be coaching themselves. He got that job because of a bunch of hype that he didn't that he did not deserve at all. But he got the job, and he's been less than pathetic since he's been there. I know people talk about they like Luke Walton, but I don't see what they like about him. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see what they like. He he doesn't have good rotations. He is he seems lost. He don't. He, I I I don't want to say he don't know what he's doing, because he's been an NBA player. He's played this game at at at, at the highest level. Uh, but he don't know what he's doing in a sense. Not necessarily he 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 that he don't know. I just think he's over his head. Being a head coach is not easy. You know, I'm not saying I can get out there and do it or be any better. But my job is to criticize people when when they when they when they when they not doing it and praise them when they're doing something good. And right now he ain't doing nothing good. Mark Jackson would be my would be my 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 only candidate. I'm not sure if the NBA have a Rooney rule. Or not um, a Rooney. For those of you who don't know, NFL has a Rooney rule where you have to at least interview a minority coach. I'm not sure if basketball have that, but Mark Jackson would be my one and only interview, and and, and he would be hired. You have to get somebody that LeBron James will be able to respect. You know, he doesn't respect Lou Walton. He didn't respect David Black. He didn't respect any of these guys. He basically really didn't even respect Mike Brown. Let's be honest with that. The reason why Mike Brown is not a head coach now, he's sitting on the Warriors bench. He's a good, he's, he's a decent coach. He's not a good coach. You got to get somebody that LeBron can respect because right now he doesn't respect Luke. He thinks he's smarter than Luke, which he probably is. I'm not, that's, that's, that's nothing that I know for sure, but I'm just saying the way LeBron James played basketball at a high level with his IQ, one can assume that he's probably smarter basketball wise than 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 Luke Walton and when you ha- when that happens you tend to not be interested anymore when I'm smarter than the teacher I'm, I'm I I you know you tend to not not want to pay attention in class right when you feel that you know more than the teacher because what can you teach me what can you teach me that I already don't know and that's the situation that that uh that's going on in um in in LA right now, you have a guy like Luke Walden, who who was a okay NBA player, nothing to nothing to you know brag about. Came in the same draft as LeBron James, the 2003 draft. 
and now he's coaching LeBron James. LeBron don't respect that. And until you get a coach that LeBron respect, you always going to see this back and forth. You know, you always going to see this. He would have never done that to Greg Popovich. I know he wouldn't because Greg Popovich, he respects Greg Popovich. Greg Popovich would put him in his place. Mark Jackson is a guy who, who's, who played at a very high level in this league. A, a guy that LeBron has endorsed multiple times. A guy that, that, that LeBron will respect. So you get a guy like Mark Jackson... I think he's going to listen. You get a guy like Jason Kidd, yeah, he may listen to a, to a certain extent, but this ain't, this ain't Giannis. You know, this ain't a young guy. This is LeBron James we're talking about, a guy who's also played at a high level with Jason Kidd. Uh, now, Jason Kidd is one of the great players of all time. He's a, he's a Hall of Famer, no doubt about that. In my mind, LeBron will listen to him. I just, I just think if you, if you want to get your best message across, the best message... I think the best message would be to get a coach like a like a Mark Jackson, a guy that LeBron will be able to respect moving forward. Uh, switching gears over to the NFL, uh, reports are out that the Broncos, Raiders, and Cardinals are the teams that's most interested in getting uh, Antonio Brown. Um, not really, not real thrilled about any of these teams. Uh, I wouldn't mind maybe seeing him go to the Broncos. They did get uh, Joe Flacco. He's the veteran quarterback. I, I don't like the Raiders move. I don't like pairing him with, with, with Derek Carr. I do not think Derek Carr is a good, is a good coach. I mean, is a, is, a, is a good quarterback. I do not think that team is in a good space right now. And I do not think that's a team where Antonio Brown would be able to thrive because of all the other stuff. And the Raiders are in a rebuild mode. Who knows what's going on there? I don't like that move for him. The Cardinals pairing him with, with Josh Rosen, I absolutely hate that move. I do not think Josh Rosen is, is a good quarterback. I do not think the Arizona Cardinals is a good team. I don't think the fit works with Antonio Brown playing with a rookie or a second-year guy, a guy who is not established. Going to the Broncos, you're going to have a, a pretty good defense there. I do believe John Elway will start reassuring back up that defense. Uh, you do have a guy like Joe Flacco, who has won a Super Bowl, who's played in big games, who's, who still has a lot left in the tank. I just think his time was over with in, in Baltimore. His career could be re, re, rejuvenated in in um in Denver. And getting a guy like Antonio Brown could really, could really, really, really help. You'll be pairing Antonio Brown back up with Emmanuel Sanders, a guy that he played with in Pittsburgh. Obviously, Emmanuel Sanders is coming off, is coming off that 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 Achilles uh injury so uh don't know the time frame that he'll be back you got a guy like philip Lindsay, who who was a rookie last year who made it to the pro bowl over a thousand yards last season they have a lot that they can build from maybe a one or two more pieces another receiver you know uh and helping out that defense uh maybe getting an, a, another another corner or a safety defense alignment somebody that can rush the passes there's plenty of those guys in here but you already have von miller and you have bradley chubb i would go get somebody like a Dexter lawrence or uh you know ed oliver somebody that that could be right in that middle uh excuse me rashawn gary from michigan guys big guys that can clog up that middle and get a push you can go back to the days when you were winning 
when you uh, back to the day when you won a Super Bowl a few years ago, the defense was the calling card. Offense kind of held steady. But you got a guy like Joe Flacco, who I think is better right now than Peyton Manning was at that stage of his career when they won the Super Bowl. And you got a guy uh, pairing him up with Antonio Brown, one of the top two receivers in the league. You cannot go wrong. That's always going to be a, a, a recipe for uh for success doing something like that. Uh, and, and and now we're talking about the Broncos right back in the thick of things, you know, right back in the thick of things. You got Joe Flacco. You can pull off this Antonio Brown trade. You have Phil Lindsay. You got Von Miller. You got Bradley Trubb. You got uh, Chris Harris. Emmanuel Sanders will be coming back. Get better on defense. Maybe give Joe Flacco one more weapon, a tight end. He likes throwing to tight ends. And I think the, the Broncos will be right there. I think Antonio Brown fits right in with this team, and I think they can make a push, maybe not Super Bowl right away, but they can definitely make a push to get, get, get back into the playoffs, which, they, which they, they had a chance to do this year, even with Case Keenum. And they traded away Damaris Thomas last year. They're going to be a little bit more established this year. I think the Broncos, if they get Antonio Brown, will make a good push for the, for the playoffs. But that's going to be it for today's show, guys. I want to thank you guys for continuing to download the podcast. If you listen to us on YouTube, smash the like button, share with a friend. Uh, if you listen on Apple iTunes, leave us a rating. Spotify, Google Play, leave us a rating. Share with a friend. Thank you guys for all for all, all, all the love and support. OG Raw, bro, I see you, bro. Hurry up and get back so we can do this thing. Run up these numbers.